What is up, everybody? My name is James D. Fiore, and this is Blackballed. I'm laughing because um, I was going to do a very serious election kind of overview where I was going to like analyze, you know, the, uh, the parties and their platforms and shit. And, um, and then I was like, that is the most boring shit I could ever even think of in my life. So then I decided that um, I was going to take 50 milligrams of THC oil and and uh, do it a half an hour before now, which I did, and invite my good friends Ryan and Ashley on because why not? They're half in the bag, and I think it's just a good way to look at this election. Um, and so without further to-do, Ryan, Ashley, Hello. welcome to Black... Welcome to the in-depth coverage that you are now a, p a part of <laughs> in your Snoop Dogg line <laughs> and your Tiger Cat hat. That is awesome. I bet you Snoop Dogg has a Hamilton Tiger Cap hat. I don't know why. I, just I would hope this. he would. He's a bit of a tiger himself, even though he is a dog. Um, <laughs> there was that lion for Snoop, a bit. That's right. Was, for like a minute. Right. Yeah. yeah. For a minute, and he, he was, was like, Snoop Dogg got to get back to the dog pound, yeah, because it was the wackest kind of shit ever. Like he, he, he was a reggae guy. He was a reggae guy. It wasn't that great. No, it wasn't good. Um. So listen, so. I wanted you guys here just so we, can, I, I want to do an election show. We are going to do like, like we're going to be, try to be informative and discuss some of the main platform promises. But also I think it's kind of funny. Um, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll start, we'll start with, uh, with the greens. Okay. I didn't I, say anything. No, I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out of how to like unveil my discovery. Cause I think it's like a pretty interesting discovery. And, um, All right. so, um, uh, <laughs> We have this. This is Schreiner from the. This is Mike Schreiner from the Green Party of Ontario. Okay. Um, before with the jokes, we'll just see what his main platform idea is because I think it's actually you know what they're known for: the environment. The party laid out plans to cut carbon pollution in half by 2030 and reach net zero by 2045, which the Greens say will cost about 17 billion dollars. They will also invest in electrical transportation and provide 15,000 to 20,000 incentives for energy retrofits. And they are committed to ensuring that there's green space with a 10-minute walk of homes by 2030 while developing a 15-minute 15, 15 neighborhood framework. How do they know if someone, like, how do they know it's a 10-minute walk? Like, what if you're, like... What about you? Leisure people. I walk super fast because all my friends were, like, six foot five. No, but so I, I know you live, I you live in a green space. So, like, does that count or... Probably. You're in the middle of a green space. I Do I have to give you some swings so you can make the best of it? <laughs> Maybe. I, I legit live in, an, like a, in a wild apple orchard. 
Yeah. And he, yeah, that's like, you know, that sounds bears, lovely. bears are everywhere, wolves and coyotes and shit. It's like, it's just, you oh, know, okay. and no one's looking out for my best interest because I already live in Well, peace. we could run a highway through it and get rid of those for you. That's true. Like, that's true. We'll be getting to that. So, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Now, I think that the, the Greens are probably not going to do well. I think they're going to get, the, I think the leader will it's get a, his seat. I it's think. a decent prediction. Yeah, you know, I know it's like brave of me to to say that. Yeah, very bold. <laughs> Going out on a limb. Yeah. yeah. Very bold. Um, and I just don't think that he is very compelling. Um, it's just, it's one of those things. He reminds me of, uh, remember the uh, garbage commissioner that Homer stole his job from? He looks, he looks yes. like that guy, right? Yeah, um, he kind of talks like him too. Yeah, he really does. And so he's, he even has the pens in his pocket, which Shriner is also known for. Yeah, no. Yeah. I so, see that. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going to spend that much time talking about the Greens because I'm sorry, they're going to get one seat. <laughs> and I don't really think that they're worth more than the three minutes that we have to give them. And listen, I'm not trying to be mean to them, but they didn't run. They haven't run a good campaign. They're basically invisible. Maybe it's not their fault, but they're not going to get more than one seat. Can I can I say one quick thing before you of close course. out? Of course. It's sad because they're the they seem to be the nicest party and they seem to be the ones <laughs> mm-hmm. that actually just seem to be good people. And yeah. we can't vote for that because we don't vote for good people. No. I, I don't know. That's yeah. just how I feel. Um, um my take <laughs> on it would be like um they remind me of the Leafs in the sense where it's like, you know, I'm rooting for you and I would love for you to do great, but you're going to tank it again. And again, yeah. and again, no matter what kind of team you assemble. Good analogy, year. actually. That is true. That is a great analogy. Sports analogy. Wow. Thank you. Um, no, I'm not surprised because you. I'm surprised. I'm just thinking to myself of how little I know about sports now. Because I barely <laughs> use any sports analogy. If it's not a baseball analogy from the 90s. I suck I'm at lost. sports and but politics. Everybody knows so the Leafs suck. So yeah, that's true. Um, okay. So moving along, moving along to the NDP. Okay. Um, now, we'll start with the pick. There she is. She's oh, a boy. fighter. <laughs> She's Put a up. fighter. Um, she has to be a fighter because um, this is her son. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jimbo. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, shit. Right. Wow. Jimbo. And, of course, this is her, right? <laughs> she looks oh, like yes. Look, 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 you go. Uh, uh, what? Look at the hair. You know, like it's just yeah. it's there. This, look at this is a politician's smile. I promise. I swear to you. I swear to you. I'm going to do it. Don't, don't worry about me. The, the 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 school board will have to bend to my will. Like it's not going to work. Um, you'll 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 start to notice the pattern now. No, but but yeah. the NDP do have you know some good ideas. This one I thought was interesting. Middle income tax freeze. They said if they're elected, they will implement a four-year income tax freeze for low- and middle-income households. The freeze will apply to individuals learning less than $200,000 a year, although officials said that bracket wasn't set in stone. Great. <laughs> Good promise, right. then. Um, she's been there since 2008, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably... It's time to hit the old dusty trail, I think. <sighs> yeah, that's a long... 13 years she's been leader. Yeah. It's and and it's been very ineffective, and I I feel bad because I I, I have a obviously a soft spot in my heart for the NDP. I have a, a soft spot for because I think like I, I think it's wax waxing nostalgia of mm-hmm. the Jack Layton days a lot, mm-hmm. and 
I just don't see it. And don't get me wrong. Andrea's a fucking beautiful lady. Like, she's a very nice person to hang out with. I've had beers with her. She's a nice person. I just don't think she had her shot. She didn't take it. And it's time to go. It's time to find another stronger, more effective, uh, somebody that doesn't. And I understand the, 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 the job of the official opposition is to do what she does to an extent, but it's also to offer some solutions along with your criticisms. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't offer a lot of solution other than blanket statements. And, um, she doesn't, she doesn't push on the concrete plan that she wants to, 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 to pull ahead. She'd rather knock down what the conservatives are doing. Right. So I don't find that to be an effective leader. If we're all supposed to be leading Mm. each other, you know, that's just my take. Uh I, I, I can see that she, um, I talked to a, a pollster today, um, on background. So, uh, it was off the record. So, but this person was saying something that, that I had read somewhere as well, that the internal polling for all the parties, <clears throat> cause they were leaked. Um, the conservative one was leaked and, uh, I think the NDP one was leaked as well, but they were saying that, um, NDP based on the distribution of votes, will will probably win twice as many seats as the liberals who might only get like eight to ten because apparently the vote distribution is like not it's not solid in a lot of writings apparently a lot of writings that um uh are up for grabs are there's more than what than than what the media has been saying because the you know a lot of the polling firms that the media goes to are ones that are working for the parties so it's weird so you know the way polling is in our elections though like they you know they're they're not very reliable it's so biased yeah. yeah, no, it's very biased and, and depending on who's doing it. And I, I see where I read today, 35 ridings are in jeopardy, especially now that nobody's showing up for these um, these these debates on the on the conservative side. So it just goes to show what news you're reading is the reality that you're basically um, absorbing mm-hmm. and. I, I just don't think I, I've never trusted a poll. I've never trusted online polls. I'd trust a Twitter poll rather than, than <laughs> some of the, the pollsters that we have in this province. Yeah. Um, over that, yeah. you know, it, it's just, it just seems so silly and it it's misleading. It's misguiding. It's, it, it puts uh, a level of angst in people that it shouldn't be there. And there's a lot of talk. What, what's your thoughts, James on, um, strategic voting what do you think about that i like just just as a general i've never liked it um personally i understand why people like it it's pretty easy Mm -hmm. thing to understand and i'm not like if if people want to vote that way then that's that's their right to do so that's their prerogative i personally just feel and maybe I'm like, maybe it's sort of like being a baseball purist. Like I hate the fucking steroid leak, you know, like, <laughs> but I like baseball. It, yeah. It's like that in a way, because I'm just like, I think people should just vote for the party where the platform best matches their own moral center or, or yeah. whatever their own or beliefs, the person. their yeah. own wants or whatever it is. And, um, and I just think that, um, then we have a true representation of what, uh, of what the, the electorate thinks. Now, are there some time, when did I, I advocated it not that long ago. I don't remember when and what for, for what election, but, um, 
I saw, I think it might not, it wasn't really a strategic one, but the Trump one, I, I, the Trump election, I was like, obviously you're going to vote for Biden. Like it was, it was one of those elections, but, <laughs> but that's not a strategic vote. <clears throat> um, I think there was one in one in the, like the last 20 years. I think I was like that one. I think you could vote strategically there and I would get behind it. But most of the time, mm. no, I, I just don't like it because I just, it's like, it seems undemocratic to me. I yeah. think you're right. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't think it, I, I think it kind of undermines democracy but at the same time it's if you're not listening to a party rally you you're listening to your fellow voters rallying you to try and do something right so i guess it's still in the spirit of democracy but i, I just i hate that i hate that we're in a reality where that has to happen like you yeah. should be able to to vote with your heart and vote with your mind and vote with your values yeah it's a and, shame to even have to consider it yeah you know, really? and it, it's and it sucks because, or else you get stuck with with uh, with complacency and people that vote blue for for you know just because uh, ne never lib, never orange, never nothing, or vice versa. I'll never vote for PCs, even though the PC candidate might be a fucking great person and have some mm -hmm. great ideas and might might actually bring some change into a party that you don't like. Patrick Brown was that guy. He's he's yeah. since disappointed me in how he's ran his leadership campaign but like he was that guy and they look what happened to him yeah, <laughs> they, right? they oh, literally executed they, the, they, the perfectly executed coup and and they were like no 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 we're gonna go with doug ford patrick yeah <laughs> that's what we're gonna do and it was it was it internal do you think it wasn't part of the plan i i had a pretty <laughs> i had a pretty big inside seat to this because the, um uh my source um rest in peace actually because he passed away in a uh bike accident in thailand oh. uh, a couple years ago but um it was one of patrick brown's really good friends and he was my source and i talked to this guy literally every day for like a year and he was a lawyer and i would get like caucus minutes and like so listening to to these people talk about um about their leader when the leader wasn't there you know it was just like what is going on here like it was just really weird and then it was just full-on full-scale attack as an aside i think that's an interesting story I'm going to get it wrong, so I'll just do the overview about what I know happened. Sure. When, do you remember when Patrick Brown made that like initial press, uh, like press conference after the story broke like an hour beforehand and he looked like a deer in headlights? Yeah. Do you know why he looked like a deer in headlights? He was in a room, uh, and I guess it was Queens Park or wherever he was, and mm -hmm. he was with his staff. His whole team was there. And he was the guy that was going to be premier. There was no doubt in anyone's mind. Wynn's approval rating was like minus 12, right? Like it yep. was just, you know. And, and so he's in there with, with all his main guys, um, Alex, Alakan Veshi, that guy, and a couple other people. And when he went out into the hallway with one of his advisors. When he did that, another one of his advisors went in and collected all of the phones from every single person that was in that room. And then they ushered Patrick towards the um, towards the stage because this the story broke an hour before this. And when he got there, he uh, he he was like he got his speech or whatever. And then he turned around to go talk to them because they're supposed to stay there until the thing's done. Then they escort him back to the thing. Da -da. He turns around and they were gone. <laughs> they were just walking away. And so that's why he was like, I didn't touch any girls. Like he looked like oh Ralph Wiggum, right? I should have had a Ralph Wiggum fucking picture. Okay. Anyways, um, See? and it was <laughs> so, banana. So this 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 whole thing was like, the 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 caucus, the PC caucus was actually like in cahoots caucus. with the actual 
with <laughs> stop distracting me, God. Sorry. With, with the with the whole uh, um, now you fucked me, threw me off with the caucus. God damn it. <laughs> I always distract people with my caucus. The the executive and the it caucus uh, had it had it like a, a in cahoots thing with his own staff, like his chief of staff, and like a couple other people that were key to his office. And they just stabbed him right in the back, and then they that's let it sad. Go. Like it's so sad. Like way to way to just put him out to pasture. Like you couldn't just let. Like they, they don't. They have no. Once they're Long done with game. you, they're done with you. It's like, and well, it's like that fuck them and chuck them kind of mentality when it comes to anybody that comes under any sort of weird allegation, accusation. Like they immediate, immediately go into damage control and distance themselves when they, uh, that doesn't appeal to somebody like me. It's like, I want to hear the whole story first. Tell me what happened. And then we'll all make the decision together. Don't just fucking throw them under a bus. Because now I'm thinking it's the party and not you. You're already, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 an interesting one because he's he yeah. doesn't drink also. So he's like a teetotaler. Because the original stories were like always hung out at bars and did this and that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, you know, and then one of the girls, there's a recording that um, I, I can no longer unearth or convince the guy um, who played it f- for that lawyer that passed away who played it for me um of of uh what's her face from ctv um cynthia mulligan no the 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 fe- the, the national one lisa oh, la um lisa, lisa la Flam. yeah um talking it's like a pre-interview with one of the uh one of the girls one of the so-called accusers or whatever and at one point the girl's like listen i i was i was 19 or 20 i wasn't below drinking age I don't even know why I'm here. Nothing happened. And she was like, what about when this happened? And she was like, you know, because it's not a problem. So, and and the only thing that she said, this particular one, was that that, um, she thought he leaned in to kiss her. And then they were like hugging. His cheek was on her cheek. But that, uh, Patrick Brown's girlfriend was like right there. And that's basically (laughs) the the big thing. But anyways, but at the time. Ill-timed photo becomes a becomes a, a story and uh, i hear it's almost like an al franken situation yeah, yeah. Uh, it does yeah. it sounds exactly except like al franken's that. a lot more likable you know true true yeah he really is true uh, sorry we were on we were on ndp he and we, he was actually we sorry it. i'm sorry if that was my fault but oh uh, no no i think i please. i want because I, I just wanted to like because uh, there's a lot of stories from the those days that are like like they they wanted christine elliott to be leader and um mm-hmm. the plan was never for doug ford to, to step in there and become leader um and but he got all the the, the religious zealots to vote for him and yeah uh, and riding on his riding on his dead brother smoke which um and that was a total pun i'm sorry but um i and it was literally bad press is is press when it comes to this kind of thing and hmm. don't get me wrong i think i think rob ford was a very likable human being again on a personal level uh, yeah I'm sure he'd be fun to party with but, he was uh, he was he was endearing. There was something endearing about very him, like, endearing, like almost like Be- because he made he made it important. He made stop signs important. He made the things that affect you. Uh, the the one thing that I learned really early on in politics, and this is when I was working for City Hall, and uh, Bill Clinton came to Hamilton and he came to Carmen's Banquet Center for a for a, 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 a like a TED talk before there was TED talks and. Bill Clinton stopped the counselor that I worked for, Sam Marula. Great fucking dude. And very, 
uh, humbly said to Bill Clinton, um, when Bill asked him, what do you do? Uh, Sam said, he goes, oh, I'm just a city councilor. And Clinton actually grabbed him by the, the arm and looked him in the eyes. He said, listen, he says, you don't understand. He says, all politics are local. He says, all mm. politics are local. And you yeah. need to remember that. He says, think about what you pay in municipal land taxes for the services you get. You get police, you get fire, you get garbage, you get, you know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. You get your roads, your stop signs, your fucking everything happens, parks, all that for your whatever you pay between three and seven thousand dollars a year in, in land taxes. Now look at your federal taxes and your provincial taxes that come off your paycheck. What do you get for those? You get your health care. Don't get me wrong, you're absolutely right. But name five other services that you can think of off the top of your head that you get from the, that money, and it's oh. triple the amount that you spend. So Bill Clinton was was bang on when he said all mm. politics are local. Yeah. And yeah, Rob a, Ford was a master of retail that. politics. Yeah. Retail. Yeah, absolutely. The the uh, bacon and egg politics. Like, get it. And that's, and Doug's tried, but Doug can't do it. Doug does not have the panache that fucking. Which is unfortunate because Doug Ford kind of smells like ham and eggs. Like, you and know, I was going to say, oh, and, yeah, I haven't how, met him, but I can picture lotion. that. Yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> being criticized for not having the same panache as a crack addict? yeah it's funny though because That's beautiful it, yeah and it, first of all um rob ford the when i did meet him i couldn't tell in hindsight i couldn't tell if he was sober i met him a bunch of times but when i debated him i couldn't tell if he was sober because he was sweating so much like yeah holy shit dude like did you just come out of a schwitz because you look you know <laughs> and he was late and uh, i think i told you this um yeah but, you did but I, I looked. We were debating uh, Rocco Rossi and uh, George yep. Smithman and Joe Pantaloni, and um, you know, uh, we we kind of talked a little bit to chit chatted during the debate. Like, you know, like are they always like this? And he's like, yeah, that's why I never get anything done. Like he's like <laughs> excited. And uh, but then at one point, I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, and George Smithman is just blathering about something. And uh, sorry, I was on the end, so I'm looking this way. So then I'm sitting there, and I and I look over, just glance, and. Ford had driven, uh, uh, had drew a house, <laughs> like a house, like you would in grade school, with like a roof and chimney and shit. And I was like, "Am I really? Is am I seeing this? Is this? Is this really was happening?" Sun, so I looked again. Was the sun in the corner? Oh my god! No, but how? But that, no, it wasn't. Uh, at least not that I remember. Maybe. Sorry, Rob. You know, you're <laughs> watching. You know, I think he's. I think he was very. Uh, I think he was very likable. I think he was very. Uh, like he was very appealing to again the the bacon and egger crowd that wasn't like stuck on politics. Yeah, they saw him, they laughed at him on on TV. Jimmy Kimmel made fun of him, you know, like he became a headline. But the one video that sticks out for me still to this day, do you remember the time? Remember that time he grabbed his wallet and he like had the camera and he pulled out every city affiliated membership that was gifted to him because he's a city of, official. Like the golf course and this and that, the Toronto yeah. Zoo. He goes, "This is all graft. This is bullshit. Why are we spending money on the?" And I'm like, "That's how he wins. That's how he does it because yeah. everybody else says the same thing. He won't cut those cards up in real life, but he'll tell you that it's wrong, <laughs> he even though he's won't doing use it. Them, though he probably carries them. I don't see him walking that around the zoo. It, you know? Yeah, right. Well, not on that <laughs> side of the fence. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead." Ashley, I was just gonna say I think it's like that, um, like that 
village idiot common man appeal, right? It's like, I think that yeah. there's a lot more people out there that can look at somebody like that and go, yeah, I can get a beer with that guy. I could totally talk to that guy and yep. look at him. He's he's just telling it like it is. And that was the same kind of shit that people said about Trump, right? And then mm-hmm. it was like, what have you done? Like, oh, yeah. I, I think that he's personable and he's easy to talk to. And it's like, well, yeah, well, look where that got you. Like, it's, it's not always yeah. like the guy that you could be friends with should be running shit. Right. So I think that, right. Well, that I think Sarah Palin started that. Like at least in this era, there's there's certainly been nut jobs. Who the fuck wanted before. to be friends I, with her? I read lots of magazines. <laughs> yeah, I, I all of them. I, I read How is she relatable? <laughs> By the way, during that entire segment, I drew. A I was going to say I could hear you. <laughs> and That's a so tree funny. and a sun. That's very nice, honey. I know. Yeah. Oh my god! Good job. I, I um. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, the, and and they follow that line, and and not Pierre Polyev isn't quite that. Um, he is more diabolical, right? Like, like the the thing that works for Sarah Palin and Rob Ford and Donald Trump, if we just take those three, is that. And I I fucking I swear to God, I don't mean this in a disparaging way, but the 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 appeal are to people who are of similar intelligence, you know. Because it's, it's then you, no, no, you almost no, no, get no. the the tone of voice is familiar along with the words, right? I get it. Mm-hmm. That's a, we still look at it, it's just like Ashley said, and I honestly believe that to be true. <laughs> I, I think. Oh, that, absolutely! It, it's that dog and, whistle. It's a dog whistle mentality and dog whistle appeal. It was worked. there not but like a Simpsons episode that, where they they did that? Dumb, you know, where they were you like, "Oh, you know what? Dumb. Let's let's get Homer to run," and it was like he'll appeal to like the everyday idiot, and it yeah. was like, "Yeah, yeah, just put him out there and feed him a couple of lines and make it that's sound right. good," it and that's what go- happens. It goes to show you like that how serious we take our politics, right? Like, but how much we ignore the Simpsons for telling us how things are going to happen, and yeah, how shit. we missed that Aaron O'Toole looks like Superintendent Chalmers, <laughs> Skinner. <laughs> How did we miss that? Look at him. <laughs> it's so like, true. I'm sorry. I think you meant. I think you meant Super Nintendo Chalmers. Is that what he's that's called? True. Now? That's yeah. what Ralph well, calls that's him. That's what Ralph calls him. Ralph is. Yeah. Ralph. Ralph's the backbone of the show. <laughs> you can't do it without Ralph. It's, yeah, Super Nintendo um, Chalmers. Okay, and not to be. Who outdone, you want to shit on next? Well. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> What is the fuck? You, I it's gotta like someone give him tried credit. to clone Rocco Rossi and was like, <laughs> it's not quite right, guys. It's, it's something, something, something needs to go it. back in the oven. Oh my god! Um, no, I have he's a got a perfect head though. Like for yeah, a bald guy, yeah, I gotta give him. I gotta give him props for his balds. Yeah, it's, he kind of looks like that eagle on the Muppets. He's symmetrical. Oh, you know. Oh my god! You're but, right, yeah, especially no, with those that. brows. Yeah, he's like if the eagle from the Muppets and Doctor Evil had a baby, it would be that thing, right? Right he there. He does. He does have a great arch in his brows, though. The yeah. Brow. He, okay, yeah. so let's go. Let's go to the main a thing. Just, caterpiller. So, it, so it doesn't. I know, look like but you can work with that. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, that's oh, that's business. Nice. Let's do the business. <laughs> let's get this. Shit We're not doing eyebrows. <laughs> no, we will in a second. Um, okay, so the four-day work week. Got my vote. Listen. No, this no, is no, a no. great idea. It's it's worked in other parts of the world, um, countries that have almost no people, but still, it's it's worked in certain spots of the world. California didn't California do it, or are they proposing it right now? Um, productivity didn't suffer in wherever it was that they they uh, they tried this. This is the the case that they always like quote in order to like try to sell this in California. I think it is, but um, they actually saw that productivity productivity increased um, because people were happier. 
you know, they weren't working it. ragged. They weren't, uh, you know, effing the dog, as they say. They, they you know, mm-hmm. they were actually doing what they needed to do. And, and, and it turns out, and even markets, apparently stock markets where this has tried, been tried, it, it also kind of reflects the success of it. Um, I don't think it will ever fly because we have no imagination in this country. Like, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I think if they got elected, the first promise that would be broken would probably be that one. I don't know how they would uh- even achieve it. I I have to agree. I have to agree because it's yeah. Sorry, Ashley, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's one of those things where it's you can't possibly get everybody on board with that. You you just can't. I mean, Mm. it's it's the same as anything else. Like there's there's not one policy that applies to absolutely everywhere. Like there's just not right. So I mean, I, I could just see them mandating certain places. It's like oh, sorry, not you. Oh, sorry, not you. So it's I mean, it might apply to like a handful of things or like fun government jobs, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably it's true. about it. But and, and you try that shit in healthcare. I dare you. I, I was gonna yeah. say obviously you. What are we gonna oh, shut shut I the hospital down on now. Friday? Yeah, we're sorry, gonna shut Mabel. the hospital. We'll shut the hospital and we'll shut the uh, long-term care facilities down on Friday. The other thing that this doesn't take into consideration, which was the push for the rush back to the office uh, during the pandemic, um, is the uh, it's the outside economy that happens when people go to work. So you're talking about food services, you're talking about parking, you're talking about real like realty, um, like actual uh, leases and it's the only reason why we were forced back. Everybody realized, everybody saw the benefits, all the benefits outweighed, um, any, any sort of drawbacks from working from home. Everybody saw it. Everybody knows it. It's true. Don't kid yourself. Everybody was happier at home. Nobody wants to fucking deal with, uh, Susan on Monday with, Oh, another case of the Mondays. Did anybody watch survivor <laughs> yesterday? Like nobody fucking likes that. It's, it's, it, 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 I was more productive at home. Now I'm on a hybrid thing going back and I'm okay with it. I don't care. Let's not deny the fact that the part of the economy that missed out for the two years was the people leaving for lunch, the people that had to park their car again, like I say, the uh, fuel, every everything. And that's why the government pushed you to go back to work so fast was because of the outside, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, accessory economy, the accessories oh. to your actual job, like the things that you were actually fueling. Which- everybody suffer that kind of stuff huge yeah like so i get it and i understand the appeal i just don't and like ashley i don't see how they can i don't see how that could be a mandated thing you can't mandate uh the private sector we don't want that nobody wants the private sector mandated anymore Mm. Uh, you want to talk about like the freedom argument here it is right here um you're just giving them fuel for their fire by trying to say i'm gonna impose a a higher minimum wage on workers and now you don't get to make money on Friday. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, there's only one, one Jesus. You can't you can't stick another Are you day sure? of the week and be some put some omnipotence on top of it. <laughs> you know what and I mean? That's like kind it, of it. So I just don't see how that I don't see how that could fly. If if people wanted to do some sort if they wanted to mandate some sort of a hybrid, excuse my phlegm. Hybrid um, they want to do some sort of a hybrid uh model where you know half the employees work monday to thursday the other ones work tuesday to friday okay that might actually work but you can't mandate that but you could strongly suggest it and you could like maybe offer some incentives through i don't know 
Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. They probably, Um, don't you think what they mean is, um, like, if you work... uh, 35 hours a week they consider that four days and you're not required to work more than that like maybe what they do is like they change overtime so they don't have to change everything that that would actually not that wouldn't be a bad idea either you're right you know because then that would that would actually wouldn't mandate it but it would force everybody to try and and accommodate it so that they don't have to pay over 35 hours a week this idea by uh, the way was brought to you by marijuana oil (laughs) Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? It was a good one. So I vote for James. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. All right, man. I've seen some things. It's good. Let's do it. Um, okay. Which So liberals, uh, yeah. So I, I, And, you know, they, they might finish third. Um, Which the, I, can, I just can't see. I can't imagine. Yeah, I know. I, the, the one reason why I think um, that, and, and, and this pollster claims that th- this is what internal polls are saying, even... For the liberals, um, there's a lot of stuff isn't being released right now. Um, today, Del Duca um, went to the storm site or whatever in eastern Ontario, <laughs> suspending officially suspending his campaign. And it's just well, like, yeah, it's because no one knows who the fuck. Stop. No one knows who he is. Like seriously, <laughs> nobody fucking knows who he is. They're like, the, the, if you saw him right beside you, you'd be like. Do you know who's leading the liberals right now? Because I don't. And Stephen Del Duca would be like, Stephen Del Duca. And the guy would be like, who? And he's like, Ste-. he's like, got to go. And then uh, that guy's lost as a voter. Like, Trying to hand him a pamphlet on the yeah. way out. Please. Wearing a name tag. Yeah. 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 My name is Stephen. Yeah, that's right. Um, I no, thought of a you're... political cartoon because uh, I, I, Karima and I did this one. I, I literally sent Karima a video message. And I'm just like, okay, here's the idea. Okay, if you think it's fucking crazy, just let me know. Brian Lilly with a gag ball and someone yeah. telling him to write with it. And she's like, oh, fuck, love it. So she came up with this, which is awesome. Um, oh, my God. That's so good. Like, look at his oh. eyes. He's like, again? <laughs> I won't Please don't you. make me. I wanted the, the only difference is that she changed, that she was right to change, is that I wanted Lily's hue of orange hair to match the hue of the orange of the gag ball. But I like what she did better because you know because then it like it, it, it almost matches the nail polish like she just did such a good job wow um she i, I haven't done i i sent it to her about it she's really busy and i'm not sure if she's gonna do it but um i'll just give the way the idea because I, mm-hmm. I think it's funny but it's hit or miss with people um steven del duca wearing a heisenberg hat you told with, me this with the thing that says say my name underneath it and the people we standing in front of her are like beats me i don't know yeah, <laughs> i don't Bill, know, you know your who that guy is i'll <laughs> say it <laughs> please nobody Del no Duca. and you know what what you said though what you said though was indicative and and i'm telling you it's indicative of a, of poor leadership 
if the NDP does happen to fucking somehow horse themselves ahead of the liberals in this election, just by, even by a, by a hair, hmm. if they had an effective leader, then there would yeah. be like, if we're talking like another Jack Layton style person mm-hmm. and yes, he was federal. Don't get me. And like a lot of people always hit me with that. It's like, we haven't seen leadership in that party across the board since Jack Layton is what I'm trying to convey when I say Jack Layton's name. I'm not, I'm not invoking a federal leader to be the provincial leader. I mean, that style of leadership for a party and yeah. the momentum that he created that just died with him is sad. And it's indicative, like you say, if the NDP does pull ahead of the liberals in this and and, and does nothing with it, it's another fizzle fart, nothing will um, be more indicative of, of the need for a leadership change, for a shakeup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, ever since last year. I remember that, like, I was going like three months, and I was like, "Who the fuck is the liberal leader?" <laughs> I didn't even know. Did know. somebody win something? Was there a party at least? Like, what? Do you know what I found out who he was? Was when he Yesterday? chirped. Uh, no, when he chirped. Uh, when he chirped Fordsy um, with the Pizza Hut ad when Pizza Hut was when they did that that funny. I don't, I don't even remember that. the camp. It was a Pizza Hut did like a, an ad about something about the the covid restrictions but they were like playing off of it and he, uh or it was something that he said it was something that that uh, that Doug said so pizza hut did a tweet and it was like a flame tweet of of ford and then del duca ordered a pizza hut pizza that night and took a picture with it and repeated nice. the line and <laughs> i thought I like this guy. Who the fuck is yeah, he? I like, oh, he's the leader. The fu- oh, pretty <laughs> spicy. I, I like his it. Name. Forget yeah. his name and what he looks like all of a sudden, but so I that, like him. That was good, you <laughs> know? Unforgettable. Like and then it was, he was just milk toast, run of the mill, fucking bland as shit. It's like, I don't know. He's he's the McDonald's of of, uh, of politics. You, you know what you're getting, but it's not exciting. It's not... You know what's there. You just don't know what it's called. Is it a big Mel? He's more like the off-brand. Big extra burger. He's, he's more like the off-brand burger joint. Like he's like Sal's Burgers. Where? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good. They're pretty good. I, I didn't never have heard you, of Sal's. It's right there across the street. Our, I gotta go. <laughs> have you tried our Big Mike? Oh my god. A big Mike? What? You grab a couple our, and then go play Danky King. Our <laughs> our quarter pounder with pickle. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know it's like any anything that not gets sued. I'll take a big shack. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> Oh, those don't sound nah. appetizing at all. No, they don't. Uh, oh, hold nuggets. the sauce. Hold the sauce. <laughs> yeah, I don't want the tugget sauce. Hold it. Hold it. <laughs> Nikula Doss, my sauce. Yeah. Um, the, to answer your question about the Leighton thing, a lot of people think this is the next one. Avi Lewis. Who? He's a former broadcaster. I believe he's the son of Stephen Lewis. Isn't he? Avi Lewis? I believe he is. Okay. Um, Avi Lewis used to have a show on CBC. Um, he, he used to have a couple shows. He's right a back. journalist. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's married to Naomi Klein, is it? I think um, <clears throat> I should know more about this guy, but <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people think that it's going to be him when they did that manifesto, like what was that four years ago or something? Okay. And, and he went to the conference or the convention where they did the manifesto. 
Um, there were too many people rumbling that he was trying to like, you know, uh, take it like use his popularity as a way to like um, sort of weasel into the party because he wasn't an MP or whatever. But nonetheless, he's charismatic. You know, like he's he's probably he probably do well in a debate. Um, but yeah, just because uh, Ryan's right, Ryan's he's absolutely right. There, there hasn't been anyone <clears throat> on at any level of government um, that's had, and I love Jack Layton that had his appeal. He was so like, I don't know. I used to because I used to run into him all the time because he was he lived right near where I lived. Um, oh, and, nice. And like. He he stopped and talked like when he could. Um, I didn't really ask him to stop and talk all that much, but like, I was it was funny. I one time I was on the corner of um, like Kensington and College, and um, uh, Christy Blatchford and Jack Layton, and I just said like I remember sitting there thinking like, wow, this is kind of crazy. Like they're they're on pol political political opposite sides or whatever. I'm yeah. I don't know what the fuck I was then. I was in my twenties. And um, mm -hmm. it was just neat. Now they're both gone too. So it's like, it's one of those things you know, yeah. where uh, the, the way things change and the way that journalism has changed since just, just in the last five years. Another reason yeah, why it's... I think elections are, oh, I was going to say before about the polling. Um, Cause I just want to make sure that, that I think people need to understand one thing. At least I believe that poll is sort of like the fashion industry. The fashion industry doesn't okay. like give the customers what they want. They dictate the taste, right? They're the ones that tell the customers what they want. And polling, I don't think, reflects the mood of the electorate. I think it adjusts it. I think that we become enamored by these numbers and then we do things like vote strategically because we're afraid. Yeah. Imagine an election without any polling. That would be fucking amazing. You just that had to go be. by the goddamn platform, you know? Like, that would be Yeah, so you're right. But how has nobody said this out loud in front of me before? Because like, liberty, really that's why, Ashley, you need liberty. freedom. <laughs> how can you have a freedom. democratic institution if you don't even allow polling? Like, you know what? <laughs> these industries start to crumble. I was just going to yeah. say, yeah, get me a truck. I'm going. I'm starting a convoy. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, but it's true. It, the, me the way the media and the polling companies work, they are in the tank. And if they're not in the tank, they're still just by their existence people start second guessing what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Somebody oh, no. asked in the DeCosta asked in the in the comments or was that the guy that did traffic on breakfast television? Who? The the, the, buddy the fellow with the cheeks Abby. that was up before oh. the guy that looked like he was storing nuts for the winter. Happy <laughs> was. Um yeah. was he the guy that what what did, did he have traffic to on uh, breakfast television? I don't think so, but maybe. Um his, I'm, his I, wife, I, I was actually asking, like, sincerely. I didn't know. I don't know who he is, so. Yes, and Naomi Klein, one. the author, is his wife. She wrote Disaster Capitalism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, mm -hmm. okay. I think okay. she would be a better candidate. Person. I think so, too. Yeah. Did you read that yeah, book? Yeah, he's, he, he's a little phony. That's a um, good book. The, okay, the conservatives. Okay, the, the reigning government in, in Ontario... Um, I didn't have to Randy look at... Hillier this, please. Randy Hillier. The thing great. about the progressive conservative James is <laughs> they turfed me out, and I, I was I was a long-standing member. It's quite possibly nice. my favorite thing ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> your Randy Hillier. Uh, here's a picture. He does of, decent uh, impressions. Here's here's a picture of Doug Ford at a caucus meeting. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That looks familiar. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I was like, I go, I'm like, who does Doug Ford look like? And I'm like, I guess Homer would be like the easy one. And I'm like, he looks more like comic book guy. Can I find comic book guy in a suit? And then this came up and I'm like, caucus meeting, done. <laughs> right. It is. Um, caucus. Worst caucus ever. Stop it with a caucus. <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> this caucus is so fat. Uh, <laughs> oh my god caucus. fat caucus that, that is a big caucus actually <laughs> yeah. huge what did i say once on i said it on an american network once and i'm like i don't understand why uh all the uh black democrats don't together and just form a big black caucus it seems like that would be the best thing that you could possibly do in this kind of and um and <laughs> the host was like wait what did you just say <laughs> the republicans like i think that's a good idea it was before the Trump election. It was like 2016. Um, they have a Black Caucus, though. It's called Black Caucus. They do. It's called, yeah. yeah, it's called the, yeah, it's the Black Caucus. I'm all for it. Why don't it. we just fucking change the name Caucus? Why don't we just come up with some modern term? I don't understand. Because I, I don't understand how they think I'm supposed to act like an adult when I'm on the air. Drunk. Talking about Caucus. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's don't they know a lot. you're drunk? Like, that's a lot to ask for me. And the more I drink, the funnier the word Caucus tips. gets. Yes, I know. Caucus. Caucus. Yeah. Um, Stop it. It's true, but I don't know what they would la, change. La, la, la. Party systems. That's a good segue to pivot into party systems because that's really what ruins everything. Did you know the mm-hmm. less than 4% of Canadians are carrying card-carrying members of a party? I would, uh, I, I totally, I would totally fucking believe that. When yeah. I actually I thought it was lower. It, it, it's higher now because of the way that the Liberals sort of uh, pioneered the... Um, I'm going to be a whore across the country like Trudeau did so that everyone could decide who was going to be leader or whatever. Yep. Um, you know, the, the Paul Ebb is doing a version of that now. Um, and it's just what they do now. It but works. yeah, the the it's four, less than 4%. Let's even let's just say it's 4%. That means that That's 4% wild, though, percent eh? like, of the country. That? Yeah, 4% of the country are just, and even less, it's more like 1% because whatever governing party sits in ottawa or it's really their members that did, so yeah. that's like literally one and they're buying their own memberships so and they're deciding policy at their um conventions through delegate yeah. votes and you can only be a delegate if you're a member and so these are the people that are like really deciding everything for us um and it's funny because you know we we are stuck with that system i don't see that system going away anytime soon but we're we're in such denial on about the damage that it does you know, there's not there's a party loyalty issue where it's just like that's why things like the Senate scandal happened. That's because yeah. party exists. That's not just be, that's not because a government exists. You I, know benefited, what I, mean? I benefited from that. Scandal. Oh, are you drawing so? another house? No. How did how did you? No. Um, when uh, the heritage, our heritage uh, senator um, decided that it was uh, a good idea to uh, Human Resources and Development Canada. Um, decided that festivals was uh, on that list to help with that development. And I was a part of a uh, steering committee for a uh, very local and very small scale music festival in uh, rural Ontario uh, for two years, two years up to this point. And then um, in the third year when the scandal hit and they were giving all that money out for free, we decided to put our hand up and see if we can get some of it. And they ended up giving us a quarter of a million dollars to make our festival better because it would bring development to that small wow. town, which it didn't do. It was literally a weekend drunk fest that we ended up getting 200. Well, it was 225,000. I'm sorry. Um, so a lot, instead of, of, uh, a lot of deal making in the, uh, in the bushes. 
Yeah. Well, we went from uh, having uh, the year prior we had like like local artists playing to the next year we had Blue Rodeo, Jeff Healy, um, Nelly Furtado, and uh, why are you giggling, Ryan? Moist. I don't want to. Why did you giggle when you said Nelly Furtado, Ryan? I saw her. I saw her Furtados, and uh, you saw what? Yeah. No. Nothing. I don't. Uh, I just. Don't, I. I think it's funny when. When actually, back to that in a second. When yes, they're uh, when they're trying to pander and the amount of money that is all of a sudden available that wasn't available for veterans, it wasn't available for long term care, it wasn't available for you know any sort of other federal programming, um, like downloading to the provinces because like think about ambulances. When they downloaded, they downloaded the ambulance service in Ontario to the municipalities back uh, when, actually, when Hamilton amalgamated. Um, they they said, okay, it's yours now, but we're going to give you the money for it. So Hamilton's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, just so you know, it costs um, $16 million a year to operate. They said, okay, here's 14. And now they wonder why we have code zeros every time because the funding oh. never went up. So when they say that the federal funding that gets downloaded is, you know, oh no, we're not, you know, there's no, there's no money. There's money. There's yeah. money. I got to say, I, I saw David Wilcox that year and ate chicken wings with him in a fucking trailer because the federal <laughs> government gave me money. That sounds so, like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It, well, he's, it's a, dude, Blue Rodeo is 15 grand. <laughs> saying for dude, one night. You don't have to tell me, man. Like, I, I was hiring DJs like in like the early thousands, and it was like uh, yep. Peter, like Armin Van Buren was like 50 grand. Tiesto was like 100 grand. Like, dude, we spent so much money on DJs that we just like, we never made money. Yeah. <laughs> we, no, you know and, I mean? and that, and, and that, the same goes with artists, right? And, and it did, it did boost our, our festival. Our numbers exploded in attendance. But I don't see any real development in commercial real estate or um, any sort of economic boom happening in Dunville today because mm. of the Dunville no. Music Festival. I, speaking you know. of boom, um, what was it about uh, Nelly Furtado, Ashley? What was that? <laughs> um, so at, at this point in time, I didn't actually know Ryan, but um, I'm under the mm. impression that he was um, providing some type of like security assistance at a and festival. Medical. And okay. oh, pardon me, and medical, which that's a position I'm of sorry, power, really? and ma- that's um, a masculine position. It was right? also the same year that they made top being topless in Ontario legal, and they ah, had body oh. painters at our festival. So uh, okay. oh. I guess Nelly Nelly decided to capitalize on that, and she um, busted the girls out and got them painted, and Ryan had a front row seat. Yep. So well, whenever he says Nelly Furtado, he giggles because he's seen her breasts. <laughs> And that's like my husband, ladies hat. and gentlemen. <laughs> your your penis looks like a cowboy hat. Uh, that's I'm, my I party. promise. Yeah. That Ryan's penis doesn't look like that. That's my party. Thank Just goodness. so we're all Jesus. That's my party very logo. Clear. Are you guys? Yeah. Are you guys? It looks like a assuming my party penis. logo's gender. It's either a, a penis or a cactus, thing. doctor. I'm not 100 percent sure. Are you I, assuming my penis? My my penis. Are you assuming my penis? Are you assuming my party's <laughs> gender? That's the logo. Yes. Okay. I'm afraid oh, I am. I'm, I'm I'm starting the caucus party. I'm at a I'm loss afraid. for words here. You guys want to come to the caucus party? I don't How want to talk about J.K. Rowling for once. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, I don't anyway, know. Sorry. I don't know how big it's going to be to come. Just uh, it's a it's a big caucus. Like it's a huge caucus that we have. I'm here there at the party. Cool. Count me in. <laughs> Breaking news. We have no rules here. No, Ashley Lindley like, loves is... the big caucus. 
This is officially the dirtiest blackballed episode there's ever been. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. You guys are because we my brought streak. Snoop Dogg. I was a right? gentleman for like a second. Like a second. You guys yeah. have ruined it all. No, it's I'm okay. Just, I'm just I'm opening the door for you. We're a lovely no, couple. It. Thank you. Um, I'm wondering why I put... Uh, who was that guy? <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'll vamp for a minute. So we had a good time yeah. on the on our podcast today. Mm-hmm. Did you find it? No, I didn't. But it's okay. I'd rather hear this. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we had a good time. We uh, we, we speaking of like uh, being on. Everybody's acting like we're on the on the precipice of doom because of this election. And don't get me wrong. I I, I it's very important. We need to we need to to work together as a, a province. I think to right the wrongs and whatever. And you need to go out and vote. I don't care who you vote for, just as long as you're voting. Um, but I, I, I spent my entire day drinking and cooking and I didn't feel any sort of lack of freedom in my choices that I made today. I felt very free in what I was doing. If I wanted to, like I was up at seven o'clock, I could have cracked a beer at 7 a.m. If I wanted to, nobody was going to stop me. I didn't, I had coffee. I didn't start That's only because I went afternoon. to work for six days. So. <laughs> That's kind of it, right? We but, said this last year on Dean's podcast. Remember that it was like going to be one of those things. Like, remember that time when we didn't have freedom for like two and a half weeks? That was fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, they're still protesting about that in Ottawa. It's like seven years later. You know? <laughs> it's kind of it, right? So, I just I think we need to put things in perspective. the 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 house is not burning down. And guess what? You know what? Everybody, I'll make this prediction now. Doug Ford will get at least a minority government again. It's going to happen. Brace yourselves. Don't be so womp, fucking, womp. don't fall into a fucking pit yeah. of despair when it happens. It's going to happen. It will. And it's just because we, we're just, we're horrible at, at, at how this works. We always have been 15%, literally 15% of our, of our province elected Doug Ford last year or last, last election. So yeah, nothing better than a plurality. And that's <laughs> right? kind of it. Yeah. Right. So let's, let's all just. Did anybody Just get that dollar beer? Don't don't bleed. Don't don't grab the pearls so hard they that you start to bleed. Hold yeah. on to the pearls. Just don't squeeze them so hard. And let's work together to make it better. Let's find a better leader than Andrea Horvath. Let's find a leader we can remember his name other than Stephen Del Duca. Let's do that who? kind of stuff. So if who yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, who? Uh, sorry, I was, I was actually going to say Stanley Del Duca, but I forgot. Oh, um, <laughs> that rings. Know. That rings a bell. So yeah. let's do that. Let's let's work. Let's focus. If you want to, if you're actually don't, yelling on Twitter, will not get you anywhere. Uh, putting Facebook posts up with big sad emojis that that Doug Ford is the premier is not going to fucking change the, the, anything. It's it's literally just fueling your own angst and your own anxiety. You want change? Go make it happen run for a fucking yeah. office or or at least go talk to people that you know that you think should run for office i i have a friend of mine in hamilton right now that just decided that he's going to run for municipal Paul and i i'm right behind him he we were talking yesterday wants me to help him uh, with, with his with his stuff because he thought i still lived in hamilton mountain that's how long it's been since we've moved um I, but I said, I'll totally help you anyway, because I believe that would be somebody that could have, like, he could mm-hmm. be a, an effective voice in politics. So mm-hmm. if yeah. that's what you, you need to do some more footwork other than going on Twitter and making hashtags yeah. and 
because but you're prototype working... what you're with that friend of yours that you just described because you want someone that's not into politics but also someone that has a head on their shoulders someone who has the a greater good in mind you know that isn't overly ideological or whatever you know like it's just that's what you need yeah yeah exactly so instead of instead of just screaming and yelling and getting mad do something about it don't yeah. don't don't be surprised it's gonna happen so just brace yourself get through it right now because the election's in a couple of weeks someone right now is giving that same speech to every convoy kind of you know voter every every someone that that fits into that category mm-hmm. because you know and it's going to work for them too it's going it, to we're going to have a very strange next decade it's you know? it's we're in for like we're in for guys like us James um we're in for the most interesting Mm. Uh, segment of I think politics that you and I have ever seen. Uh, same with my uh, Ashley too. She's 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 not um she she and I envy her because she tries like I'll try and talk to her and I can see her just like I don't want to I don't I don't even care to to delve into this. It's bullshit because it directly over. affects her life, right? And yeah. she she's very passionate about people and about empathy and about politicians caring and i'm it's hard to it's hard to watch like to, it's hard to break somebody's heart to tell them that's never gonna happen you know <laughs> honey, like it's hard to i know break. politician is i know i know farm now I, honey and, and she I, I knows know, well I she knows say, i i know i know what it comes down to um for somebody like me who, who does what i do and, and cares about you know seniors and people in general um and people that make the amount of money that i do and you know it's like yeah, sure. There's a party for you, but it's it's not going to happen, and you know it's not going to happen. So it, it is. It's like getting kicked year after year after year, and you're like, yeah, okay. So it's it's just it's right there, but like nobody else thinks this is a good idea, and it's just like yeah. you you feel like you're just banging your head off of a wall, right? So then this is why people do look to strategic voting at that point because mm. it's like, well, fine, I'm not going to get what I want, so I might as well vote this way to get that out of here. And, it's and like, we can't well. even get that right. That's the and, best and part. Trust me, the like, middle I've, just I've played form. both. I've, I've <laughs> yeah. voted with my heart. I've voted strategically. It doesn't matter. I've, got, I've gotten fucked both times, just so we know. Um, yeah, it, we have it's, opposite it's never exist- worked. We have opposite existences in a way because I live in, a, in the middle of a forest and um, it, like near Algonquin Park near the eastern gates there and it is funny because my federal um mp is the craziest lady in canadian politics which is cheryl gallant hmm. she's my mp mm-hmm. and then my provincial guy is john yakabuski just an old boy whatever easy for you, know? you to say um <laughs> yeah good irish and, uh, and i don't think my like I, I don't know i i don't live in a like in a wackadoo crazy place though like that that's the thing is is that um, even though these are my representatives, I don't think my life would change that much because I'm fortunate enough to live in a place where, like, if I yelled as loud as I could, my neighbor might hear me, right? Like, maybe. <laughs> um, I hope they do. Could be good for or bad. Sake. Well, most people probably would just be sitting there whittling the, the, some piece of wood or something, and they'd hear a scream, and they'd just look up and be like, yep. yep. <laughs> That's what are you going to do, right? Um, yeah. But the point is, is, is that Note even though all politics are local, all politics are local, um, it was actually Tip O'Neill that said that, I believe. And, um, but politicians have been saying it ever since. Um, it's funny, I remember George Dolopoulos saying it too. And it is true. Uh, it's funny, we both met Bill Clinton, um, which was interesting. I met him uh, at a thing in Saskatchewan. And I, what I a asked cool him a dude. Question. I, I had a press cool pass, and I got to ask one question from the press gallery. And I, uh, I'm like, 
you know, how, how do we balance environmental sensibilities with economic realities or something? In mm-hmm. hindsight, pretty obvious question, but he's like, that's the million dollar question. Like he was all like, you know, into like the, the into the easiness of it, into the smallness of that question. Yeah. But, he, you know, he, he knew I was from a local paper. He used the name of the town of my paper in his answer. He knew that my town's number one resource was oil and gas. And it was a town of like 3000 people in southern Saskatchewan. So it's like it's like when uh, when bands show up. Hey, Cleveland. Yeah. This is Chicago. You know, like it's <laughs> one of those, like you, you didn't do your research. You didn't do your homework before you got up. And apparently Bill did his homework before he uh, answered your question, which is kind of yeah. cool. Dude, I did that on my podcast last week when I interviewed Ilya Ponomarenko, the, the mm-hmm. war correspondent. I had a picture up every time he spoke because he only had audio for the first 45 minutes of the podcast. And it wasn't even his picker. But as oh. luck would have it. It was like his best friend somehow. And, yeah. um, you know, and, oh, we I'm, watched, we saw it. Oh, it's so funny. You kidding. Everybody watched that podcast. There was like 40,000 people that watched that podcast, James. Like, yeah, that, that, was, that was a great show. Like, that you was, know what? I, I'm going to say this on air because I just want everyone to know that the accomplishment was all part of, well, actually, it was just the one retweet of a guy that had 1.2 million followers. <laughs> <laughs> really it's like i, I want to take it credit was, so bad but i'm like okay we all know if that fucking guy doesn't retweet it it's it was Ilya. Not getting, yeah, Ilya. yeah it's gonna be a normal black bald podcast but this guy but he yeah you know what i got i went through his twitter because i fought fo- i followed him too before like right when the war started he was one of those yeah. like, you you go that and try and too. find the the ground the journalist, guy? right and there he is yeah. he's the guy he's like the fucking yeah. he's the guy he's like and the neil like, mcdonald remember mcdonald was our guy for a while like the, yeah the, the, the foreign con- the be- he was our best known foreign con, i believe anyways yeah um, yeah no yeah. and and you uh and you snagged him up and as soon as i saw that i'm like holy shit james got him good that's i can't wait to watch this and i saw it and i'm looking at the picture that like that's not him <laughs> Wait a minute, like, that's not wait, him. What, what is this? <laughs> Ilya in the Matrix? What, what's going on here? <laughs> this is like great value, Ilya? Or what's going on here? But it led but to a really interesting you, thing, story. It was a good friend. conversation. And yeah. and what you it's did like, and what you exposed was the difference in Western media to there. Those guys help each other out. Here, it's like dog eat yeah. dog, right? So, oh, my God. You know what would happen if I did that here? Oh, my and God. It was like, the and ego? It was like, and it was like, not Neil McDonald, but like, you know, someone like a... Anderson Cooper, whoever the fuck mm-hmm. picks someone, right? And, I'll, and yeah, if I anybody. did that here, it would have just been like, listen, you want me to come on your show? You're going to have to do a better job than putting a picture up of somebody else. I'm Anderson Cooper. That was for Donahue. Me- what the fuck is happening here? You it would have like, been right off the hop, too. Uh, and Jesus. nice, nice, uh, nice, nice tie together. Phil Donahue and Anderson. I never even thought of the snow hair white guys. That's actually really good. I get all of my Anderson Cooper references from recycled jokes I did about Dean back. (laughs) (laughs) The Arctic Fox. Nice. Nice. Dean Blundell looks like Rachel Maddow just saw a ghost. (laughs) That's my favorite one. Actually, no, my favorite was you. It's Ellen DeGeneres' tennis coach was my favorite one that you've ever given him. And I I'm I I can't she, I can't she, Dean I'm, looks like I'm Katie sorry. Lang Dean looks like Katie Lang's side piece. Uh when when were your last haircuts there, gentlemen? <laughs> Fuck you. I, I Ashley's like having balls. technical difficulties. Say Dean has beautiful hair. Stop. He does. It's not saying it's not beautiful. I'm jealous of it. I'm just trying to figure out what how how the joke works. Like I'm just I'm um. trying to figure out how to make it work. Um, but yeah, listen, I've taken it up enough of your time. I think uh, an hour 
sort of. But we, we, at least I advertised it right. Yeah, you might. I'm in no. I'm. I'm in no. I'm in no rush, and neither is Ashley. We're glad to be here, and okay. I'm. I, this is like the most. This is the most refreshing conversation I've had about the provincial pol- like the provincial vote, mm-hmm. in I'd say weeks because it's all been very serious, nose to the grind. Um, vote dugout. It's got a. He's got to go, and yeah. and it's and I, I'm 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 kind of getting to be confused with doggo, vote doggo. I'm getting no 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 no. You vote for caucus, vote for caucus. Did if you anyone needs me, I'll be at Del Duca Vista down in Florida. Did you did you add the fur to the nuts since the last time Del, we saw it? Have you been sitting there drawing vote, fur? I also put a vote for. He's been, yep, okay. I mean, yeah. Well, don't, we've been here long enough stop. to grow hair on our nuts, so. Oh my god. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I just, it's nice to have the, uh, the, the humorous side of all of them because they're all humorous. They're all idiots. They're all yeah. just assholes. That we all, we just have to pick the right asshole. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, and that's kind of where we are in, and, and it's a sad but state of affairs. Is there I guarantee a right you, asshole? There's I was going to say a theoretical right one, but like, is there a I, right one? You know, I guarantee you back in the days of, 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 uh, like, let's go back. Let's say like Wilfred Laurier. Let's say when, when Laurier was, was, was pining for, for leadership. Do you think, do you think people were like, we should put out a inflammatory tweet about Laurier, whatever tweet was back then. <laughs> Should we put a, we could scroll something got, on the town crier board, yeah. you know, like I, I just, I wish, and this is why I'm going to go back to Ukraine just really quickly. And I promise I'm not going to, I'm not going to mm-hmm. drag this out, but watching, watching how people operate in a young democracy like Ukraine and watching people operate in an old democracy, which isn't that even that old in Canada, we're just used to it. We, we, we weren't there to see it happen. There's no, there's nobody left here to say I was there when, when Canada became what it is now. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's different and it's disheartening to watch our people when you watch their people, um, operate to, to try and defend freedom and to try and make sure they uphold the, the, uh, the strengths of a democracy and and the the pillars of a democracy, the cornerstones to to defend the cornerstones of their democracy, because they're it's tangible for them. It's something that they actually saw, it's something their grandparents were able to tell them about. Here, we've enjoyed it so long. I think we've become complacent in living in a free society and in a democracy, so that any sort of inconvenience becomes oppression, and it becomes a lot bigger than what it is. And I, I it may, it's, it's disheartening because I know I love this country. I love this country. Mm-hmm. Am I a proud Canadian? No, I'm well, a we can't use the word proud anymore. Cause apparently only racists use it. Well, right? that too, but okay. <laughs> but, but I, I like, I think say, grateful is oh, oh, a good word. I'm a proud Canadian. Well, what are you fucking proud of? What did you fucking do? You didn't fucking do anything. You should just be grateful to be here. Be a grateful yeah. Canadian. Be humble. I'm a, a humble Canadian. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm happy to participate in the process that was laid out for me mm. in Canada. I am not a proud Canadian because I have nothing to be proud of here other than my own little circle. I'm proud of my circle. I'm proud of my life. I'm not yeah. proud of this. Con- I didn't do anything to build this country. I just and operated I feel more lucky, the- like lucky. Like yeah. we're, we're lucky. We're, we're lucky for so many things. Like 
talking to Ilya off air and I was just like, you know, like I, 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 I've, I've seen war correspondents in action before. I've seen documentaries about them. I've never known any one of them personally, I don't think, as a friend. But, you know, mm -hmm. you, you sort of understand what their world is like. But then you apply that. Imagine being in Canada, being a war correspondent, covering the war in Canada. That's why we're lucky. Like, yeah. we, have ne we have no idea. Oh, my God. We have literally no idea what it is like because it's literally never happened here in modern times. You know, mm -hmm. what, 1812, I guess, right? 1812, yeah. And, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and this and is what, what I mean. What happens now? We have fucking weddings at Fort Henry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No where shit. people have, are dead. Like like yeah. like people literally there's blood. There's blood in that soil and you're you're taking pictures with firecrackers behind you. And, say, the, and now there's vomit yeah. too. It's great. Right. And now vomit from people are partying. Too much. And, yeah. But you know what? But that's the freedom. That that right? those people died there so that we could do that. And if you can't get it through your thick fucking protruded forehead. Honking hey, your hey, fucking easy. stupid horn. <laughs> oh, Freedom. That's yeah, a personal attack, isn't it? <laughs> you're an asshole. You're a fucking asshole. And you're you're a you're an ignorant and you're a blind, myopic, short sighted piece of shit in this country if you if you can't see the privilege you have. Yeah. And that's I'll I'll get off my stump now. I'm sorry. Okay, so you so should tell me how you now. really feel. Yeah. I'm getting gangster with my boy. Why don't you take a couple <laughs> shots and then we'll get down to the nitty gritty, Ryan? Okay. That's right. Yeah. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Tell do us it. how you really feel, Lindley. Yeah. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Um, Ashley. Yes, sir. Um, is there an issue that, it, oh, it's healthcare, obviously, right? That, is that the big, that's always the big one for you, I guess, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's not going so hot. No, I guess not. You could but use it, some more people. What is the change? <laughs> I, has there been a change? Okay, here's a, here's a question I want to ask. Is there um, a way to, to see if it was the pandemic or the government that impacted you? And were there any decisions the government made that were understandable because of the pandemic? Uh, long-term care had massive problems, um, mm -hmm. even like pre-pandemic and uh, so did the hospitals. I mean, like, like hallway healthcare has been an issue in Ontario for as long as I can remember. Um, I've been hearing about it. So it's like, we've never really had like this, the space and, and the things and the people to take care of people like we actually need to. So it's like, it's great to have free healthcare, but there's not enough of it. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of need that was... to bring some more folks in. I think the NDP has that in their platform. Um, yeah, they'd like to push through a, a bunch non, of like non-profit long-term care. I think they. Yeah, I, yeah, that as well. Yeah, they're they're trying to abolish for-profit long-term care. And honestly, Which, who is like who's trying to make if, money off of the backs of seniors that need care? That makes me so sad. We're the yeah, only the, developed nation in the in, in in society that warehouses our seniors. We're the only one. North America is the white. only place. I, okay. I swear to God, I've been and I say it all the time. <laughs> it's if you come if you come to any home, um, ninety eight percent of of the residents that live there will be white people. 
And mm-hmm. it's just White because people, other other cultures re- tend to take their families into their homes and care for them until they yes. pass away. I, I, it was years ago. Like I dated a lot of Latina girls and then one of them was from Peru and, and, Muy caliente. I, and she was like, um, like her family was so like her extended relatives were, were like more like, eh, but don't, 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 yep. go, stop it. like, and all that Love. then brothers and sisters or people like that were that I knew. It's like, it's, it's really weird because I went to Florida once and I was there for like eight hours and my grandmother was like 20 minutes away from the airport and there yeah. were like a couple of relatives there even and i'm like hey nana i was i was thinking of just coming down and uh visiting i'm only here for like eight hours She's like well you know maybe it's not a good time and it wasn't just because it was me like she just that's the way my dad's side of the family was like and then i was like and then i started talking to my white friends and we're all fucking like that we honestly like this is what it's like if, if they could see you oh shit honey honey yeah, my brother just invited me over to, uh, should, should we say, should we say that, should we do a COVID thing? Should we fake a COVID test? Like, white people are like that. I don't Get understand why we're like that. Is that why we're the devils? Is that, is that the, the root cause of my brothers? My brother sent like me an email two months ago and it pissed me off until now. Um, I never responded to it. Like, yeah. that's how I feel. So, yeah, totally. You know what I the key it. is? When, when someone cancels... White people fucking do this all the time. When when a white my sister does this. When white people cancel plans in a text or something and mm-hmm. doesn't offer an alternative arrangement for that plan, you are dealing with someone that didn't want to do it in the first place. <laughs> you absolutely are. 100%. It's true. That is the key. It, yeah. You know that what? That is me. But I'm also of the ilk of, you know, people people say Oh, blood's thicker than water. I don't believe nope. that. I don't believe in that. Um, that so that, is semen. That, I'm just saying. You know, that's that's kind travels of travels faster too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like fuck. <laughs> you know, I I'm not. I don't believe that. We'll I think that. I think value value is thicker than than blood and water. And uh, if somebody values your time and you value theirs, then you have a match. Good for you. You swiped right. Yeah. Here you go. Um, so. I get that part, but at the end of the day, we have a, I think we have an obligation to family, um, in a sense that as long as like, and, and Ashley will attest to this, Ashley, Ashley's had, had situations like this where people will be like, well, why does nobody visit that person in the nursing home? And it's like, well, you don't know how that person acted their entire fucking life. There might be a reason why they're in a corner of a nursing home by themselves and nobody visits them. That's right. Yeah. Maybe they were an abuser. Maybe they were whatever, you know? So Lotion you don't know yeah, everybody's You, you don't judge shit. people's families. <laughs> so there don't. are obviously factors that, that factor into this, but we do, factors or not, where people think that as long as I go visit grandma on Sunday at the nursing home, I'm covered. You know, it's almost like yeah. trying to hit that mark and you hit the bell, you're good for the week, you know? Even though you love that person, I think, I just think, I think we have a, we have a different value structure and it it comes from, it comes from that complacency and it comes from that comfort and that privilege and that self-entitlement where nothing gets in the way of my fucking happiness, including grandma who has cancer, fuck her, put her in a closet. I'm going on to Disney World this weekend because I That's don't need to deal thing, with her. Somebody else deal with my problem. No, I mean, that, it... that being said, I'm sorry, it is still no, important to establish boundaries much. with your family where you need to. That's um, right. Don't, don't feel obligated to visit people that make you feel like shit. That's not a thing that you are obligated to do. I don't care. And 
Absolutely. I, I think I think somebody said yeah. it in the comments, and I and I have to I have to do it. I'm sorry because it's that whole blood is thicker than water it. thing. And holy shit, does it piss me off? Because that's not it's not the quote. It's a misquote, and it's actually been completely flipped by people. And the proper quote is that the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. And it actually means that the bonds that you've made by choice are more important than the people oh. that are bound to you by the water of the womb. Like well, friends of the you. family you choose kind of. Yes. Thing. And it means mm -hmm. that 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 is actually more more important. The people that you choose and you form bonds with than That's the right. people that. That's the Black Bull wisdom nugget of the day of the day. Got it. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be here all week. I just made it up. <laughs> to be honest. Actually, can you say it again? Um, Actually, I can. I would just like to make sure that I have it proper. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water in the womb. Water of the womb. Okay. That's uh, and that's all you need to hear is the blood of of the yep, covenant. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. And that doesn't mean religious. You fucking nutty fucking. Weirdos. Every Catholic was like covenant, covenant. Yes, in the Catholic mass at about the eighteen minute no. mark, they say covenant. They do, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Leave Hold that the blood of the new and everlasting covenant that will be shed for you and for all, so that sins may be forgiven. I know Do I can be a priest in tomorrow memory of I me. So could I. I, I would just like to point out, um, if Jesus died, Spirit, if Jesus died for my sins, yours, Almighty Father. Oh my God! What is this? We're just paying our homage to Jesus, the gardener, over at the Catholic school. That's it. It's true. See what I mean? Oh this is God. that's called indoctrination. You know what that's called? That's that's <laughs> called indoctrination, everybody. Yeah, it is. You're talking to two fucking atheists right here that can still fucking <laughs> recite the entire thing. And we just that's saying why we're atheists, <laughs> right? We but really that it was the indoctrination Having itself. Chest pains. That, oh, that sorry, was awful. Sorry. But it was the indoctrination itself that allowed us to realize we got to get the fuck out of here. That's right. I imagine James. it was like a lot of fun. <laughs> Peace be with <laughs> you. Dude, and I had also, so much fun with, the, and also and with also you. with you. Lift up your hearts. Stop we it. lift them up to the Lord. Up to the Lord. It is good. Thanks to, give to be thanks the Lord, our yeah. Jesus Christ. Now turn to the one beside you and give a sign of peace. Fuck. You see I what I mean? That. I know all that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I my used parents to treat all did some fucked up stuff, but they didn't send me to church. <laughs> my dad was a murderer, but he didn't send me to church. So I. That's I'm true. Okay. You know no. what? That is the one good redeeming God, quality murders. of your father, your your convicted murderer father, didn't and you make know you what? go to church. That was. Well, I was good trying enough. to say, well, the uh, both you're, of you you're... were praying um, on cue, which was your honor. Ashley's father would like to say a few words. Uh, I just like to say I, I didn't make Ashley to go to church. Oh, that's right. Well, he didn't. We could take twelve years off his sentence, can't we, Stan? <laughs> I'm the bailiff. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Drunk, drunk night court. Peace be with you. Um. No, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll wrap after this because I just wanted to, because you reminded me of it. Um, confession. Confession was my favorite um, because we would go to confession at school. We'd go once a month for some reason. And I go and I do my confession. It was always the same thing. Say fucking 10 Hail Marys. It was like their favorite thing. Yep. And then uh, I'd go back the next month and I'd go into the thing. And it's always Father Murphy with his big fucking eyebrows and stuff. And you can see through that perforated screen and shit. And I'm like... Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been one month since my last confession, and these, these are, are my, my sins. sins. There were four sins that I told you last month that were lies, and those <laughs> sins were. And I would just like, <laughs> tell, 
And I was like, and I thought I had discovered a glitch in the system. It was a Ponzi like I, scheme. Yeah, right? You I thought a, I had discovered had a, a glitch. Where I was like, no, I did 10 Hail Marys last time, but I didn't actually do those sins, Father. So it's not fair that I have to do them this time. You had a confessional Ponzi. That's yeah, amazing. I love that. That's so, so good. The old I, uh, bait and switch. So, so quickly. Can I tell? Can I tell a joke? Yeah. You're gonna love this. I promise Dude, you. You're gonna so like it. It'd be so funny if we just okay, stayed so, on for another hour or something. All right. So <laughs> there's a Catholic priest, and he's and he's taking confessions, right? And he only does it the same thing it's once, take a, a once while. a week. <laughs> and uh, you know, and uh, the God. altar boy runs in. He says, "Father, there's a really important." And by the way, at this time, a uh, a rabbi is with him, and the rabbi really wants to see how this confession things work works because the the Jewish faith doesn't do this. It's like. Father, tell me, what what is this? He says, just sit in. Just be quiet. Don't let anybody know you're here. So the altar boy says, Father, there's a, a really, um, really important phone call. He goes, okay, okay, let me let me just get through. And Mary walks in and says, what'd you do? He says, uh, she says, I uh, committed adultery three times. He says, well, I'll go put $5 in the poor box and your sins will be forgiven. And Jane comes truth. in. Jane comes in. <laughs> Alter boy is tapping his foot. He's like, the Pope is on the phone. <laughs> Jane, what's going on? What happened? What'd you do? Says, well, I committed adultery three times. He says, I'll go put $5 in the poor box. Your sins will be forgiven. Father, Vatican cannot wait. You must come take this call. So he looks at the rabbi. He says, Rabbi, have you seen what I've been doing here? Do you think you can cover for me? The rabbi's like, oh, I got this. No problem. <laughs> He's not so a the bell, rabbi. The rabbi sits. Oh, my God. And Judy comes in, and Judy says, oh. Father. She says, yes, my girl. Says, Father, I've committed adultery two times. He goes, well, go out and do it again. This week we got a special, three for five. <laughs> 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 I always thought oh. it was so ridiculous walking into that booth and waiting. Very nice. And I was like scary that angst, the first that that oh angst in your in your soul that was like, I'm going to go and tell a, a grown person that I've been told is an authority figure in my life the bullshit that I've done, and he's not going to get mad at me, but he's going to tell me to do something. Like, yeah, it's it was probably such a the fucking, reason the mafia exists in the first place. Hey, Vinny, we could just go over here, confess our murders from last week, and just fuck it. We just keep going. Oh, good. We'll oh, good. He can't even tell the cops. He doesn't even have to tell the cops. Well, he ain't a rat, Fink. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus died for your sins. Do you want that to be in vain? Yeah, if we stop sinning, he died for nothing, right? If he died, what would have happened if he died? Like, like, what if they actually like used like a guillotine? What would we wear? Do you think? Mm, Maybe like a little basket with a head in it. Because I've always thought it was so fucking morbid. I'd be, I'd be more afraid what the traditions would be. (laughs) The stations (laughs) of the fucking, the stations of the blade. Yeah. Um. What? What? Like, what is that? Like, like, what is it with wearing that on your on your body? Like, uh, here's a dead guy, and this is how he died, and I love him. (laughs) Dude, I I was saying to my wife when uh, when when my daughter was in my. My son was like, we would drive around Lake, and th- there's this one gigantic fucking cross from some maniac that owns the house over there, and it's gigantic. Yeah. And um, and I looked over, and he's like, "Daddy, what's that?" I'm like, "Nothing." And then I was honestly upset. I was like, "My son just saw a human being, the depiction of a human being, nailed 
to two pieces of wood through his fucking wrists and his ankles with a big gash in his side and a bleeding. What? Why is this allowed to be here? Like, these are the fucking people that want to ban Tom Sawyer, and they have that fucking thing? That's what fucking Mexican cartels put in front of their goddamn factories to tell the soldiers not to go fuck with them. And yeah. we have it, like, everywhere. I, so I'm See, I'm getting upset. No. <laughs> like, I don't no, you're think, right. Like, look how easily we're like, hey, that's just gratuitous violence, honey. Don't worry about it. You'll get used to it. It'll be fine. Like, and a vote, that was done and for a vote you. For, and a vote yeah. for... Pierre Polivet is a vote for 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 that. So, yeah, we'll land on that. That's a good way. Try to the veal. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be here all week if I don't sleep. Vote for minutes. caucus. <laughs> there it is. Oh my god. Vote Are we gonna caucus. get that like on a shirt or is it gonna be stickers? What's coming out in the merch store uh, with cock know. on it? Fucking god. I don't know. All I know is black it's late record and with no penis talk at all. The it's late, and I want to go home. <laughs> You're our and <laughs> he means he means your bosom, Ashley. That's home. I mean home that in a very romantic is. way. My God. You guys are... Don't cover okay. that. That's a logo. God damn it. That's product placement. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. Stop it. We need all the inflows we can get. Honey. That's the Sheeple Shepherd logo right there. <laughs> all right. No, seriously, guys. Thank you. You know what? That was great. It was an election conversation for a bit. And then we segued mm. into what we segued into. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I love you. I, that's I why that. I love having these chats. These are uh, these are like my favorite round round tables that we just let other people listen to. It's great. And I still watch the Dean Blundell show. Um, I still get emails from people, even though I, even though <laughs> I made an announcement that I'm no longer on the Dean Blundell show at the tail end of a blackballed interview without saying anything. So there's still people messaging that didn't see it. But um, yeah, what yeah. was that all about? Like you're you're yeah, but you're still part of our network. I'm still Correct. part of the network. Yeah, the network. I'm I'm still part of. They, I'll talk. I, I don't mind talking about it because I think people thought that I was like. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I actually think it was it was it was one of those things where it was, I was thinking about it the night before, and I was just like, because it was the night that I made that, that joke on Twitter, um, and that's totally joke, and we don't have to get out at all. But anyways, um, and okay. then I was thinking, I was thinking that night, um, I was trying like think to myself, what's gonna be any fallout from this? Because there's always fallout when I say something. Because whatever. Um, Anytime you open your it, mouth, there's follow. I, yeah, but you know what? That's who that's I what am. I love about you. Know? you. <laughs> that's, that's who I am. Um, I, 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 I said a joke. I clarified it was a joke, and I was like, okay, well, this person doesn't think it's a joke. But anyways, I that night, that very, very night, I had a talk with a couple of friends. I was sitting there thinking, and I thought of, even though I kind of knew that it might go in this direction, although I didn't know, um, mm-hmm. I was, I was thinking of just, I was like going to tell Dean, I think. I think I'm good. I think I think I'm good to just do blackball from now on. Um, and it was literally no animosity. And what I actually said was because now I kind of want to get into it, but in a positive way. I sat mm-hmm. there and and I and I imagined a show that was like you, Lachlan, and Dean. And then I imagined a show, and I only did this. I didn't. I didn't think Dean was making a decision like this. But then I was like, um, me. Uh, you and Dean or me locking and the only combination that made sense to me from a chemistry standpoint was you three and then I felt really good I felt like like oh I can concentrate on blackball there's literally no bad feelings whatsoever from a content perspective the chemistry for whatever reason was faltering I I will I I I can Dean and I came to a similar the exact same decision we we our paths to get to that decision were totally different um, and I, but I'm still fine with it. Like I just think it made sense for the for the progression of the show to go in a direction that didn't include me. 
without any fucking like about it at all. Three months ago, I remember myself, fuck, I want to be part of the show forever. And at the time, like I've, but then I, I, you know, Black Bolt started doing well and my time became a lot less available. And, um, and I do think that the chemistry was, was impacted. I fucking love being on that show, but I fucking love doing my own thing now. What you're doing now is insane. Like it's, it's incredible. The, the quality of, of your podcasts have like, since I've known you even, and they were great when I met you. And they've just gotten better and better and better, (laughs) right? But at the same time, I miss you there. Yeah, I miss you. And I miss I I miss um I miss I miss that. But that's a selfish thing because I like the conflict between you guys just because I'm an asshole. I gotta tell Um, you I think there was a big opportunity missed here. Like I think that that there should have been like a ding ding and lost. Lachlan and I, for every episode, could have had five minutes where we just said each other. Mm-hmm. I think, and it would have been therapeutic. I would have come I out just, laughing. I just, I don't think it, I, I don't, I see that being, maybe one week it would work, and then the next week it would seem forced. And, it would always work. So that's not like a chemistry that could could work, <laughs> no. I don't think. But there was probably but, a content opportunity somewhere. But I think I'm inc- maybe it's, you know. I'm incredibly, um, I'm incredibly grateful that you're not going, going, mm-hmm. you're still there. Oh, you're no. still going to be, obviously you're going to be a guest anytime the fuck you want Yeah. on the show. That's as, not up to as me. A, I would, I would and, whenever. Uh, yeah, you but you, needed, but you yeah. will be there. You know, you but will I was be. Gonna say you're that opportunity is open still. That door doesn't close. That does, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, door, I don't know. I honestly have no yeah, idea, but that, if, if it, if it, if it is, I would take it. It isn't. I, I understand. Like it's, I'm, yeah, I'm I don't think that door is ever, is ever really closed to you. Um, especially you, because because of the the quality that you like, you're a producer. You produce here, uh, and and you produce on the network. You produce more than we do, for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Like you do such a good job at what you do. That yeah, you know what? Maybe you should look at it. I think you're I think you're thinking of it in the right breath, where you're gonna be be a little selfish about it, and put that effort into what you've been doing because it, what you're doing has mo- like it's it has momentum and it's moving yeah. you're you've yeah, got a I'd... fucking you've got a great show like yeah and, and a knack you, for wheeling guests and anytime surprised. your show is lo- it's like you're you're one of the ones that's like we got to watch you have mm-hmm. to watch it and i get mad because of where it is you don't you don't do it to blackballs youtube and that pisses me off because i like i'm being not allowed in- I don't know how you do it. It's because you have a different network that carries your show, right? Like a different. Uh... I I I I have my own account, but you could add a blackballed YouTube stream to that as well. Apparently, so... Chris says you can't. You can't add. Oh, it maybe, when... maybe yeah. not there because of the amount of channels yeah. that are already in their account or whatever. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. I I still don't care, even though it is a, a burden. I watch from Twitter. I don't care. I like I will lock oh, my yeah. shit down for the hour that you have somebody on because I know it's going to yeah. be a great show. I appreciate that. You, yeah. Ryan's that, like you, Heisenberg. He has two phones. I do. <laughs> I have um, my Heisenberg phone and and my my regular phone. He I'm is glad you, I mean, I'm don't just thankful worry. that you guys even watch. Like I, I honestly I I'm Are you I'm kidding? not really I'm not thinking about it too hard. I D gave me a really good piece of advice uh, a couple weeks ago that Ever since I've employed, I feel like the show's been getting better and better. Was yeah. By the way, um, 
to uh how do you put it oh shut the fuck up once in a while right <laughs> no he didn't actually go like that but but actually no. the, there was a, there was a bunch of guests that i had where i was talking about personal stories and trying to relate it to them i wasn't trying yeah. to take up their time but i was just trying to use it as a pivot or a segue or whatever mm-hmm. and yeah and i stopped doing that and it's like the show kind of hit a little bit better like I, you know it was more about the guest um, I still throw things in there sometimes, but it's just more compelling when you, it's more compelling when the guest is like, I like that question and I want to be here when they have that vibe. Oh, it's the greatest. Yeah. And Shad it's, was like that for me. The first, when he was on, I was like, that's, that's sort of when things started to turn around. That was even before the advice, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and no, honestly, you did, I'm thinking you, about anything. You figured this out on your own. Head, I'm just keeping my head down and just trying to interviews that's all you and 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 it's it's showing in in the the quality of of the work that you do because i'm telling you yours is one of the most compelling podcasts that we watch ever because you have amazing guests for one and for two you're not you're not asking the questions like pakin when you had pakin on i i I was asked ashley i was working outside i had my (laughs) phone because it had to be on twitter it was on the like like I had to position it somewhere where I could see it and hear it. And I, I couldn't do anything with my phone. My phone rang at one point. I didn't even answer it. I'm like, no. And I like scrolled the call away so I could keep the show going. Cause I, I love Steve. Dead. Steve Pagan's like one of my favorite people. In the oh, world. he's yep. such so, a gem, isn't he? He's so, a good egg. And, and, and the fact that you almost got him to swear was my favorite. And, um, <laughs> I swear I, I would like to make that a goal of ours to actually hear Steve Pagan, at least say even damn i would be okay with or shit you know what i mean what like the heck? if he said yeah. what the what the he double hockey sticks would probably be too i'm trying too to think if i ever heard Steve. him swear like oh in person. gee golly gosh he's mr rogers, rogers. Kinda, but he he's is. not at the same time like because he's he's not like he's i mean on air thing. yeah yeah like, he's like, like six and, three and, isn't that but, weird but you know what's funny other than his under other than the scandal that went on with steve you don't hear anything about him. You know what I mean? You never hear controversy about him as a broadcast. It's here. It's, it's right, do you guys got to take well, cover? Welcome to, well, well, welcome to Benbrook. Uh, it's this still is light every... outside. Fuck yeah. I, can I just say, I People fucking, don't. I, I'm the oldest man ever when it comes to fireworks. I, think I same, hear you. Same with us. They disturb babies and animals and old yeah, people. Yeah, my dog, dog hates it. Anyway, so I'm just saying, Steve Pakin is um, is is a, a treasure, a national treasure. He's like an he's like an Alex Trebek in my eyes. Yeah, he's that's a good he's, he's just right. been around since I was a kid. He's just somebody that if there was trouble, I would run to Alex Trebek or Steve Pakin. You know what I mean? Right into his <laughs> like arms that, too, because he's so big. Right, yep, I could jump right yep. into those arms. <laughs> exactly. Well, you, well, you can jump into his waist or. Something, yeah, James. Can, Come on. I can jump pretty high. I'm pretty good. Pretty springy. <laughs> White men you know? can't jump. We can still rock the mic, but just want to. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you too, man. I do miss you too, Ashley. I like you a lot because you're my friend's wife. But you're actually my friend. I would say that because I know that her. every time I contact Ryan and I'm like, "Can you tell Ashley this?" and he's like, "Just fucking message just message her." Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm no go between. I fucking hate it. I can't yeah. stand it. Like, I, I, I have enough messages I have to deal with. You talk to my wife. I don't want to yeah. talk. Yeah, to I'm, no, I'm a James fan. Message me anytime, buddy. Okay. That's right. Awesome. See? Awesome. <laughs> well, listen. Um, thank you guys. Seriously, I'm gonna. I, I'm. 
probably gonna have you guys on a little more frequently because I like the vibe when you guys are on. It's really absolutely. You know, it's casual. It's down to earth and all that kind of stuff. And you can um, and you can st- and you can steal Mrs. Lindley anytime without me as well. Um, she is the uh the. You can also and- take my wife as well, Ryan. You can just take her. <laughs> She's. And I won't ask any questions. You'll just go back home with Ashley. I'll come here. She's the. Um, I don't know. She's you the, said you lived at an orchard? It's, she's, she's, lovely, she's, right? she's, a lot of people, uh, contrary to popular belief, I may have the, the, the gift of gab in, in the mouth. Ashley is the uh, backbone of, of the Sheeple Shepherd podcast. She's the one that brings the content ideas. Mm. She's the one that does the research. She's, she's, I, I ride her coattails and nobody knows it. So she gets the credit. So if you ever Sorry, need her for a podcast, it. take her. That was lovely. She just doesn't know how to work the tech. I think that uh, that was lovely. You're a great husband, but because you're five or six drinks in, that it had all like the spontaneity of a wedding speech from a drunk uncle. I just let me tell you, just fucking ashes. Ashley, butter won't quit. Drunkle Ryan is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) You are so attractive. You know, there's like people that like. She just wants my caucus. They just keep doing these little burps and blowing them. Do you know those people? Anyways, yeah. I hear yeah. that. I don't like those. Yeah, people. Yeah, it grosses me out. Stop, stop. I'd stop rather have like one big one. Just let her go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And don't toot in front of your mates. <laughs> just don't do it. Don't say the word fart. It's the real F word. <laughs> it's gross. Um, Anything that's scatological, we cannot speak around James about. <laughs> All right. Fireworks are starting to get me upset. <laughs> just kidding. Get those angry here. Up. Get those kids off my fucking lawn. George is getting upset. I don't miss that or the air shows. Yeah, we live next to the airport, by the way. Dude, the air shows. Remember the fucking air shows, though? Like, uh, it's probably this weekend. Remember them. I lived them. Oh, yeah. Dude, I lived in the beaches. Like they, that's mm. where they flew. <laughs> you know, they all on. The I'm beach. in. I'm. I'm next to the Mount Hope Airport, oh. where the Hamilton Air Show happens every year on Father's Day. Coming up, by the way, everybody. I don't understand why is it. Why are we? Anyways, that's a whole other show. I don't understand why we're so yeah. fascinated with shit like that. Mascots. I, I still have them all hung up on mascots. I don't know why we're still doing <laughs> shit like that. I feel like someone lost a bet. It's like Eugene. You remember a hundred years ago when we did this? Did you yes. think it would still be here? No, no, I didn't. Stan, I can't believe we did this. Like they should be rolling over in those graves. Whoever those people are. Pushing mic. I'm pushing buttons on my microphone. I gotta go. I'm too drunk. Yeah, I gotta go. I, I gotta go too. Actually, you See you guys. have to go too. Stop touching <laughs> stuff, Ryan. That is Ryan and actually go from my the Sheeple Shepherd podcast. Also, Ryan, uh, a co-host on the Dean Blundell Show. My old stomping grounds. Um, in the past, sorry, I had to get that. One. Hard to fill those say, shoes. Come visit. Yeah, no, I'm there. I, I I sneak in and out of chat sometimes, and I I'll watch uh, what I can. But I'm I'm often preparing for my show after your show, so it's. Uh, yeah, you're so. like one of the you're like one of the uh, you're a superstar in that chat, by the way. Everybody loves when you People do pop in and, and have some uh, you, you get the you get the conversation rolling really well in there. So, um, yeah, I just talk about, you know, inappropriate things. It's great. It's amazing. It's just like it having up. you on the show. See, this is what I mean. I have to be myself. <laughs> you need Don't an ever stop. It's a vent. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. right. See uh, Ryan, Ashley, thanks. Guys. You. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Um, yeah, that was good. I'm glad we had that little talk at the end. Um, so yeah, um, but it's good. Blackballed is uh, Blackballed is going well, and I'm just gonna keep my head down and keep trying to make good shows. Um, 
I've uh, I've still not developed a habit of looking into the camera all that much, but that's because I don't know how to be real by looking and pretending that this stupid little light is people. So I pontificate into the world, you see, and um, yeah, I just do it like that. That's the way I do it. Thanks again, Ryan and Ashley Lindley. Um, tomorrow we have, I have uh, a great interview, one hour with world-famous Linwood Barkley, the crime and thriller author. He sold like 7 million books. And um, yeah, I, I, it's going to be a really good interview. I'm going to see if I can read the book tonight because I haven't read it yet, even though I got it about a month ago. Been real busy separating from the wife. Um, but there has been a lot going on. But apparently, it's a book that can be read in like five hours. So... I'm going to see if that's true. Um, but yeah, so uh, Linwood Barkley tomorrow and it's at 1 p.m. Um, I hope you come watch it. I think it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Seven million books sold. He's like probably the most famous Canadian author who's still writing like new books on a regular basis, I would say. Um, but yeah, so he'll be on tomorrow. And so we will see you then. Thanks again to Ryan and Ashley. I appreciate it. And yeah, we'll see you tomorrow on Blackwell. Thank you for having me. Look, journalism is dead. We'd all rather take selfies now than learn to comprehend. Look, I despise those colorblind, those self-absorbed reporters, those whores who suck the content for all the media hoarders. Those producers, man, they tap dance for the conglomerate's quarters. They exploit polarization, and it's done through gender, race, and borders. And meanwhile, they sell a sphere, meds, and weapons every hour, leading bleeding screeds of misdeeds, but shit, none involving power. Those outlets, they insist they don't exist for shit clicks. Fuck, man, them pricks, they diss this writer like I was on some mysterious hit list. And the cable news, that's the villain. And I don't want to be mainstream. That's where fake dreams hit snakes and devils all up on the inseam. Know what I mean? A leg up into the armpit of all that corruption? Shit, this relationship, I think it's destined for a mutual destruction. Terror, mayhem. Nah, I know. I'll cool it with them, Jays. But you better send your fucking eagle and meet the talons of this goddamn osprey. Why? I've been blackballed before Now I have to be my main source Looking out my front door Cause I've been blackballed But now I am older I know I have to keep on moving forward Never look over my shoulder We live inside a landscape where editors are predators And writers get shelved and never properly mented Never cease to increase the pressure of the mighty pens releases I defeat your fucking arsenal with a single chess piece Bless me, the non-believer Fuck commies and libertarians and conservatives Liberals, anarchists and presbyterians Fuck left-wingers, right-wingers, throat singers, salesmen The hacks who got rocked by that mentally impaired kid I hate all of you Find the button, press play Abort the next generation Spare us from the next wave And let's 
Let's not blur the lines of yesterday Just vibrate to your streetwise Psilocybin sensei It's true though Whether it's Trump or Justin Trudeau New clothes for those who last straight face Then kudos to faith-based race baiters Guilty, shameful haters Put the plug your cross fader is filthy You milk these new breeds of dummies Who promote racism and then cry to their mummies MAGA, woke folks fight to a mutual death And no one's left to foster divisions after the last breath Now fucking die already Seriously Oh, but wait, one more thing, bring your newspapers in case we all run out of confetti. I've been blackballed before, now I... The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.